on today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we might end up jumping in the Red Cedar River in the middle of winter. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Friday, April 2nd. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my just the biggest Spider-Man and Tom Green fan you can imagine, <laughs> yeah. co-host Matt Sheehan. Just watched the uh, entire trilogy today, actually, Will. Yeah. Which I one? I like I was missing out. Um, yeah, yes. The, the Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that's... No, that's Spider-Man 2 is a movie. Is it? No, no, not again. I don't. Let's just move on. Let's let's just put this all behind us, Will. How about that? <laughs> I mean, there's, there have been three Spider-Man twos. Ah, oh, crap. Okay. Well, you know what? No, that means I'm right three times over. Huh? Suck it. That's right. Gotcha. Can you name one actor who played Spider-Man? Yeah, I can. Um, oh, can I? Uh, Tom Holland. Hey, Toby Green? Nope. Yeah, that's not, that wasn't Toby McGuire. 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 Did you look it Toby up? McGuire. No, I didn't. No. Okay. No. Okay. okay. No, and here's why I know Toby McGuire too. It's because uh, I don't know if anyone uh, is a fellow uh, poker player and a, and a poker nut, but I would like stay up and watch WPT late at night, and Toby McGuire got into, like, commentating for that, like, mm-hmm. kind of bootleg uh, knockoff brand WSOP mm-hmm. uh, kind of circuit. And, yeah, like, they would reference Spider-Man every so often. I'm like, oh, cool. All right. That's neat. So, yeah. Um, of course, I don't know I'm playing Spider-Man from seeing Spider-Man. I know him from uh, 1 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit uh, WPT uh, poker events, Will. So, yeah, that's uh, another step into my mind right there and how okay. good I am at pop culture. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Sure, that's fascinating for everyone to know. I'm sure everyone was asking, wow, how does Matt know Toby McGuire? No, no one cares. On today's episode of Locked on Spartans, uh, Roy Williams retired, and we think there's an interesting link to uh, Tom Izzo in there. We'll talk about that. Then we're going to talk about uh, Matt and myself perhaps jumping in the Red Cedar uh, at some point this winter. Great. Uh, and then we'll finish it off with Fade Friday. Got a big weekend, Final Four coming up, and... And national championship game on Monday night. Let's go. Uh, Let's go. So that's that's planned for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day. You know it. Whoop. All right. So Roy Williams steps down, retires from North Carolina. Legendary coach, two great stops at Kansas, won a ton of games there, won a ton of games at North Carolina, won three national championships, won at the hands of Michigan State with his professional basketball team in 2009. But that's not, we're not going to talk specifically about Roy and his legacy. Just, you know, give him a quick nod, legend, all that stuff. Um, one of the reasons, Matt, that was cited as to why he retired, he, he said it wasn't the reason, but it confirmed that it was the right move for him, is the direction college basketball has been moving 
Uh, and he specifically cited the transfer portal and name image likeness that is coming around the corner, which will allow players to profit off their name image and likeness. And I've always liked Roy Williams. think he's obviously done a phenomenal job. And while I wholly disagree with his stance that those are two things to get worked up about, mm-hmm. I don't mind that like he's like, you know what? I've been doing this for literally like 48 years. Yeah. <laughs> insane amount of time. And he feels like the world is kind of his world is changing from underneath him, like a rug's getting pulled quickly out a bit. Too. Very quickly yeah, too. Yeah. And it's it's a big time adjustment. And it is. It absolutely yeah is an adjustment for everyone and him being like i'm good right (laughs) like you know what yeah i i'm good um i got three titles my legacy is in stone etched in stone the only debate is like is he on the mount rushmore of college coaches like well we can have a debate there but one of the all-time greats i totally get him just not wanting to deal with it because it is a whole new element that said It did make me think immediately, like, oh, I wonder, you know, because Tom Izzo has been very vocal about kids transferring and it's a sign of the times and kids these days, old man yells at cloud, right? That sort of thing. And he's, I don't know that he's spoken on name image likeness, but he's definitely said things in the past about paying players where he would not be uh, totally in favor of that. And that was, gosh, it's been like seven, six, seven years since he's said that, um, I don't know if there's anything even more recent than that, but I did think of Tom Izzo and like, man, in a couple of years, might he have a similar mindset? Like, you know what? Uh, This isn't the the sport I started coaching. It's much more of a business now. It's not exactly what I signed up for. I'm getting old. I don't really want to do this anymore. I'm going to retire too. I'm a little bummed because you took the take right out of my mouth. Like I I was going to go on the same. Yeah. Like I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, you know, I think that NIL and transfer portal is you know, all fine and well, but yeah, like Roy Williams, seventy years old. Tom Izzo, sixty-six years old. I mean, yeah, there's been somewhat of a gradual buildup to the transfer portal explosion that's been happening this year, and NIL, like, there's not really a buildup to that. It's a switch that just goes off <laughs> right to on. Like, there's not a lot of time to readjust, especially in your old ways of coaching for multiple decades mm-hmm. at the tail end of your career. Like, no, I. I could totally see why that would turn off some older coaches and just have them ride off into the sunset. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I I do... I'm, I'm sure Izzo isn't jazzed about how popping the transfer portal is these days. And uh, mm-hmm. listen, I know, obviously, he just went fishing and he reeled yep. in a big Tyson Walker. Yep. Just because you're using the transfer portal, though, I, I don't think necessarily means that you have to be pumped about it. Like, no. I, and... Listen, Michigan State hasn't been hit that hard by the transfer portal. Like, he hasn't had guys leave on a whim in the transfer portal. Like, Marvin Clark, Javon Bass, like, I think that worked out for them. Rocket Watts, I think that's going to work out for, for both parties there. Uh, if you're leaving on a whim, it's just a guy, like, all the way back to Marcus Taylor or uh, uh, Deontay Davis. Like, but still, that's just going to the league, not the yeah, portal. Yeah, so. pro. Exactly. So, I could it speed it up? Here's the thing. He hasn't talked about NIL, at least not strongly enough to where I could just pull a verbatim quote at the top of my head. I, I, I think 
He might form his opinion on NIL with how uh, things shake out with one Amani Bates mm. here, Will. Uh, that's mm. going to absolutely help mm-hmm. your opinion on mm-hmm. NIL one way or another. As it should. So, uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, if he comes here, <laughs> Izzo's here until he's 90 years old and he is touting NIL. If he's not, he's gone by the time he's 68. And <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, of, of not to speculate, but let's just speculate for the first segment. I, sure. I, I could see it kind of pushing up his timeline. I know that, what was it, one or two years ago he said, oh, this group of kids has re-energized me and I'm ready to coach for 10 more years. Like, I don't know. This has got to be a pain in the you-know-what for coaches, man. I mean, so I I don't know if I could fault him if the timeline gets sped up. I know it's not the greatest thing and bitching about players and whatnot and, oh, their rights and whatever. I Sure, it's some of that, but I think it's more so like, do I really want to relearn all yeah. of this part of coaching when yeah. I'm this old? Like, I I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't. It's 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 two things. It's a new avenue of work. It's something oh, you yeah. have to recruit your roster now more. Mm-hmm. You have to be searching the portal and recruiting kids from other colleges, not just high schoolers. It's a different style of recruiting. With uh, NIL, you're going to have to learn the rules of that, how to recruit to that. Like, it's a whole new thing you have to learn, which is A, a pain, but B, it's also a big advantage to those, which we've kind of seen this with football. It can be an advantage if you're willing to embrace it, uh, make it a legitimate part of your operation. Like, the football team has the high school recruiting part of the, the recruiting department, and they have the portal side. Like doing things like that can help you get a leg up. And if you're not going to do it, or if you're someone who's just sort of, and not to say that Izzo and the MSU basketball program won't, but like they've been doing the same damn thing for 25 years and it's been working and now they got to switch it up. So if you don't embrace it and you don't actively like shape your program around these changes and make changes with it, you're going to get left behind. It's going to become then a detriment. Any opportunity for like new growth, new changes, new challenges. If you're just like, bah, someone else is going to do it. Illinois is going to do it. Ohio State's yep. going to do it. Like, and if you're not going to, then you're going to get left behind. So I could totally see that being something where he's like, you know, I've done the portal thing a couple of years. I've had a couple of kids transfer on me. It's just, I don't want to do it this way. And this is the way it is. I'm done fighting it. Right. He's, I think he said before, he's like, I've said my piece a thousand times. I'm not fighting it anymore. I just mm-hmm. don't like it. And you know what? Right. Yeah. That's totally fine. You don't have to like it, but you have to make it a part of your program. It has to be, it doesn't have to be the whole thing, but like, what was it? Like the four leading scores in one of the final or elite eight games or something like that. were all transfers like the Baylor Houston game. It was something like that. Or but, like the yeah. leading score for every team that won was a transfer. Yeah. I think Johnny Juzang transfer. Doesn't that sound right? Yeah. That, that sounds nice and smart. No, no one fact checked that, but it was yeah. something along the lines of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juzang, all the Baylor kids, Houston kids, there's a bunch of transfers there. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's something that can be used for, national championship contending teams because all the teams in the final four have some sort of transfer impact. So yeah, that's, that's, we, we had a similar take on it, but I, I did think of, of Tom Izzo there. And I think as much as he doesn't like it, we've seen that they're going to be embracing it. They're not going to get left behind and that's a good thing. And I hope uh, it's not something that saps him of energy. I hope he sees it as another place where he can get better, be a better coach, be a better portal recruiter, be a better whatever steward to NIL money for his players than any other coach. Because if he is, 
that'll make him better and make his program better. All right, let's pause here. We'll come back and talk about us jumping in the Red Cedar River. But first, a word from Bet Online. Dot A-G, come on and bet money. We should get a prop bet made for bet from Bet Online. Will Matt and Will oh jump well, into I, the Red Cedar? Well, I die of hypothermia in January uh, <laughs> in East Lansing, Michigan. <laughs> yes, bet Online. Plus 300. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in, f- Ooh, excuse me, are in full swing. And opening day baseball was yesterday. Tigers, 1-0, 162-0. Here we go. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. One word, Locked On, and you'll get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. I will bet... They're going to be talking about the Final Four <laughs> on today's show. Hope so. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, Matt. Um, All right, Will. So this is how it started. Yeah, how did this start? That's a great – I don't even know. It's Peach's fault. No, thanks a lot. Yeah, Peach. Um Whereas, you know, I I don't even remember. Someone threw something in a group chat. Someone made a joke about nine wins. Someone reinforced the joke, said it's happening, yada, yada, yada. And then Peach stepped in and said, if this team goes eight and four or whatever he said, if this team goes nine and three, I will jump into the Red Cedar in December. Mm -hmm. I screen grabbed that because, of course, I told him I'm going to tweet that. Naturally, right. He said, okay. I tweeted it. And then a couple other people jumped in. Odell Bradham jumped in. Then uh, someone asked, what would it take to get you and I in? And I think you said a lead against Youngstown State at halftime. Yeah, would not do much. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just upset 17 to 14 at halftime against the Penguins yeah. is enough to do it for me. Yep. yep. Um, to which I replied, if Michigan State wins 10 games between the regular season and the bowl game, so if they go 10 and 3 or better, that you and I will also join the group jumping into the Red Cedar River in December and or January, whenever it is most appropriate, which neither of those times, you know, it's never appropriate to jump in the race. No, heavens no. No, 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 no. So, Matt, that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, g- great. Awesome. Actually, I don't know. That, that would be pretty fun to do before, like, a nice basketball game. Or do you do before or after the basketball game if we were to make a doubleheader day of it? I'm not going Probably. to a basketball game. I'm... I'm jumping in that river, I'm getting out, I'm drying off, and I'm sitting in a hot car, and then I'm going home. <laughs> going straight to Crunchies. That's <laughs> I will have my wife have the, the car warming up in the parking lot of the library near the Red Cedar, and I mm-hmm. will run out, jump in the car, and then I will f- pass out. I think a janitor's bucket of beer at Crunchies beforehand to get like the the maximum beer coat going yeah, is the maybe. only way to go about this, right? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So ten wins plus the bowl game, right? So no, nine if ten wins total. So like right. they play let's they play twelve regular season and a bowl right. game. We're assuming. Like if, if they don't make a bowl game, we don't have to worry about this. Yeah. 
10 wins in the win column. 2017, the 2017 season or better, and we're going in the red cedar in the middle of winter. 10 wins gets you, oh my, gets the, the, the shrinkage in the in the river going. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. it. Oh, um, Waffle Guy's in too. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, I'm not going to do it without Waffle Guy here. Yeah. I mean, uh, someone's got to hype us up to get in that sludge. I, I mean, River, I'm sorry not to uh, besmirch the name of our uh, sacred water that runs through campus. Um, wow, I'm looking at this uh, I'm looking at this schedule. Um, uh-huh. I don't see how they don't get to 11 wins, honestly. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, talk, let's talk about it. You know what? Like, the, the Kool-Aid has already ran through my veins so hard that I'm looking at this, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, 50-50 shot of 10 wins this year. <laughs> like keep in mind just two wins last year um still a lot of question marks not just with msu but like a lot of other teams too miami uh that's not going to be an easy road trip uh, especially if dr king uh has a healthy knee by then um and he does yeah 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 um but hey uh west kentucky and youngstown those are two cool non-conference games so that 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 gets you 20 percent of the way there to 10 wins do you find (laughs) eight other wins in your nine game big 10 schedule should you lose against miami i'm not sure oh man do you know at ohio (sighs) state's a loss probably at miami's a loss it's a nice start to the season though man you gotta beat all of michigan penn state Mm -hmm. indiana Mm -hmm. etc and then like a seven and five Auburn team in the uh, tax layer bowl, right? That's yeah. If you're if you're if you're nine yeah. and th- if you're nine and three going into the the holiday bowl, taking on uh, whatever three loss USC, you got to sure. win that one too. Okay, bet. Yeah. No are, are you are you at all nervous? Because like we we've been roped into this, and it's it's a dumb so, terrible idea. Yeah, it's it's stupid. And listen, like I, I've talked big game before. Like I said that I was going to get a Kyle Arns tattoo you after did. he flushed home that dunk. And of course, I'm a coward. Like I, I'm all talk. I, I never got that tattoo. But this one, I feel like I, I have to do because more people are involved. And uh, well, peer yeah. pressure really, really hits hard in numbers. Um, There's like I, six people. And if honestly, yeah, we, if if we're we're gonna forget about this, and then Michigan State's gonna be like seven and two, and someone's gonna bring so, it up. And then we're going to start recruiting people and we're going to get a group because this would absolutely suck if it was like three or four of us. Mm -hmm. But if we can get like 20, 30 people to do this as a big group, that'll make it a lot better. Misery loves company. Yeah. Right. And we can organize this thing. We'll make sure everyone's got towels, blankets. We'll have like multiple thermoses of hot cocoa cups ready to go. Fireball. I mean, fireball. Your, whatever. The finest we need. cinnamon whiskey that you could find. Yeah. Whatever. Land. Whatever we need, we'll have it as long as we can. You know, if there's like three of us, it'll be sad. But if we get a big group, right? We can film it, put it on the the social medias, make it a thing. Yeah. You know, Some sponsors. Maybe, why not? Don't yeah. donations for like a nice uh, charitable cause. Ooh, yes. Look at us. There we go. Look at us being philanthropic yep. out here, Will. Nice. Yep. Well, uh, well, really, all the money just goes to NIL. What? To money paints. Philanthropic, philanthropic. I, I, I say it different every single time it leaves my mouth. So, um, no matter what, like the charity is going to be like the Imani Bates uh, Maserati Fund. That's yeah. the, the charity we're going Whatever. to. Um, so you, you ask me if I'm ner- I'm not nervous now, but it kind of going along to like what you're saying about being seven and two. I, I could see myself being nervous at the bye as MSU sits at a cool six and one heading into the bye week. So it, it's Northwestern, Youngstown at Miami, Nebraska, West Kentucky at Rutgers at Indiana. Yeah. I, I 
I've seen seven tougher games in a row. Is if what they I'm saying, win, you know? if they win at Miami, like I'm reserving spots oh, next God. to Red Cedar. Like we're oh, going God. in if they beat Miami. I'm gonna start training my body for it. Yeah, just start yeah. taking ice baths periodically throughout the week. Yeah, but so I'm not nervous right now because I do. I think they'll get to six and one. No, no. could it happen though? Ah! Yeah. Ah! Yeah. I mean, that don't rule it out. <laughs> Mel's been swimming in the portal, just like we'll be swimming in the Red Cedar River uh, sometime in December, or January, or. I think, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. seven wins is kind of like I I think a solid, reasonable expectation. Which gives us a nice three-game buffer. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel yeah. okay. I don't feel great because I'm excited to be like sweating out like the bull bit if we're a nine-win team. It's like oh. please, please give us Bama. We want Bama. We want Bama. We want. <laughs> if we're at a point though where let's say they're eight and two going into senior day against Penn State, let let's win that sucker. Beat Penn State after the game down to the river. Everyone who's doing it. Be there mm-hmm. that day. We're going down to the river right after oh, the game. I like that. Yeah, we're we're there in the first place, right? Yeah, no, yeah. that's that that's would a make good call. that would make it a lot better. Well, if you want to join us, I don't know, tweet at Matt. Matt'll. Yeah, I'm I'm right on the list like I'm a club bouncer. Yeah, I, I've got everyone's name on a clipboard yeah. <laughs> in front of me. Yeah, or if you have ideas, I don't know. Yep. we'll we'll figure it out. How deep yeah. is the red cedar? I've never been in it. <laughs> Deep enough where you can stand. I've seen. I, I, I think it depends where you get in. Yeah, we're gonna go in I, somewhere where we can stand. Yeah, that'd be preferable. I I good, will good looking out. Yeah, I will go under. I don't want to dive in where it's like over my head where I can't touch because cold water can freeze you up. Well, and I'm a complete wuss in the cold too. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Mr. Softy in cold weather. Like so. anytime it's below forty degrees, like oh, I hate it here. <laughs> like, so, yeah, so, yeah, I can't wait for this. I think we find that spot kind of by uh, by the stadium, um, by the administration building, where it's not by the library, a little bit further up than that, where it's a little shallower. You can walk in. Yeah. And we all the most bikes are at the bottom, so like yes. we could stand on those, so yes. we're above water. Yeah, yeah. We, so we can run in, and then like you can dive underneath, so we don't have anyone jumping from like a high area into water where we have no idea what's underneath it. We're gonna have to like ease in. Yeah. Do we need a lifeguard and a legal team here? Do we need waivers? <sighs> oh god, what a mess no, that would be. We might. We might. Who's a lawyer? We, we need a good lawyer. If you're a lawyer, reach out to me too. Um, Isn't especially if you're like, oh yeah, the- yeah. I think he specializes in uh, jumping in cold rivers, too. So, yeah, this is perfect. Excellent. All right. Swim law. Swim law. All right. We're going to come back with Fade Friday, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. In just a second, first word from Built Bar. Built Bar. Build those bars. Hey, Built Bar today. Oh, what'd you you have? Coconut brownie chunk. It was uh, sensational. Speaking of coconut brownie chunk. Oh? Coconut brownie chunk. Championship game against cookie dough chunk. Wow. It made it. It made okay. it. We've been telling you about these built bars. Great tasting, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, 100% chocolate, yada, yada, yada. The works. You know it. We know it. We all love built bars. But now we're trying to find out which built bar is the best. It's built bar madness, and we have a championship matchup. Yeah, we do, Will. Let's go. We've got cookie dough chunk against coconut brownie chunk, Matt. Oh, man. Coconut brownie chunk treated me so well today, but I, I, I can't go against no, it, it's got to be cookie dough chunk. Mm-hmm. It has to. It has to. Yeah, I'm with you. Cookie dough chunk. We said it yesterday. We'll say it again today. The Gonzaga of this tournament. If you want to vote, 
or by Built Bar. Just go to BuiltBar.com or bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And uh, check back Monday. We'll uh, have a champion, Matt. We will crown a champion on Monday's show, the best-tasting protein bar in the world. Are you ready for the NFL draft? <laughs> no, I'm not. That's fine. Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solek as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 NFL Draft prospects. We've got team-centric mock drafts going on. The, the draft's just a few weeks away, Matt. It is right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time. Yes, sir. It's time. Wow, nice. Bring the thunder. Fade Friday, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We're going to keep it all. I don't know. Did you do golf? You didn't do golf, did you? No, I, okay. I got all basketball. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I got all Final Four here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Matt, well, do you want to do a recap of your last week, and then we'll get to our bets this week? So I did go two and two uh, last week, but you know what that means? That means I get to double dip, triple dip, really, and mm. go back uh, the last three weeks. I'm I'm eight and two the last three weeks. Hey. No, I'm sorry, ten and two the last three weeks. Hey. Ten and two the last three weeks. Um, I will pimp that out until the numbers start looking bad because, like a good <laughs> uh, radio slash podcast host that sure. shills his picks. I, what else would I do? Come on. Um, well, uh, you're probably somewhere in that neighborhood. So, uh, yeah, we're going to give you picks. We're going to rate them on a scale of one to three units, one being least confident, three being the most confident. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, you know, I, I got a good mix of the lines here. I got two props that I'm sitting on as well, Will. Uh, okay. Did you, dabble, did you dabble in the props at all here or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. You want to lay one on us right now? Yes. Um, I love this. I love cross sport bets, and this is the same sport but different. You know, men's and women's, right? So we yes. got both Final Fours going on this weekend. Who will win by more in the Final Four? UConn women over Arizona, or the Gonzaga men over UCLA? UConn women are at minus one forty. Gonzaga men at plus one hundred. I do think Gonzaga wins handedly against UCLA. All due respect to the Arizona women. Great run. Getting to the Final Four, it's fantastic. This UConn team is a buzz saw. They are so good. And they have, like, it feels like seven women who are just like, this person would be the best player on all but five teams in the country. And they have Paige Backers, who is yep. insane. She is an absolute killer. She looks like... She's smaller and slighter. Like everyone out there just looks bigger and stronger than her. And she's just an absolute killer. Um, I think UConn just washes Arizona. So I'm taking the UConn women to beat Arizona by more than the Gonzaga men beat UCLA at minus 140, one unit map. And I'm surprised that that's actually the favorite because both spreads are big, but the Gonzaga one is actually a half point bigger mm-hmm. than the UConn one. So I, I'm surprised that's a minus 140. Uh, so yeah, go yeah. ahead and take advantage of that. I'll tell if, you. Uh, you're back in Gonzaga, that is. Yeah, um, if you like Gonzaga in that one, it's it's good odds. It's, there's probably some good value there. I just believe in the mm-hmm. UConn women because holy crap, they're good. 
Uh, no arguments there. Um, I'm going to uh, hit up the prop that is, will a Drexler or Olo Juwan highlight be shown in the Baylor versus Houston game? Yes is actually plus money. Yes is at plus 135. What was that right second there. name you said? I know. I'm going to say Ola Juwan. No. How do you say it? Who is that person? What's their first and last name? Hakeem. Ola Juwan. You, have you ever heard anyone in your in your entire life say Hakeem Olajuwon? That's how I say it. That was the problem. Like I, I like the, the word can't leave my mouth correctly. Olajuwon. Right. It's it's like how I can't say jewel, jewel jewelry correctly. Wow. Like, I, I I know it's. It's a good thing dude, you don't talk for a living. No, thank God I don't like do a podcast or anything. <laughs> like so, some words get stuck in my head, and like that's one of them. It's it, Olajuwon. I know. Oh, like, I got to break it up into syllables just to, like, get it out of here. Um, luckily, the prop isn't for uh, me to pronounce, yeah. pr- pronounce it correctly. Um, <laughs> it's just for the highlight to be shown, and it's plus 135, so I got to go with uh, plus 135 for Drexler or Ola Juwan to uh, <laughs> be shown in the Houston-Baylor game, Will. Oh, sorry, uh, two units on that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm actually picking the exact same prop bet. Yeah, let's go, buddy. Let's go. Are you on yes, too? I'm on yes. Do you know why that prop bet is there? Uh, is that... I got a fun fact from Paul Fanson. Uh, it's the last time Houston has beat a single-digit seed in the NCAA tournament has been 1984. Mm-hmm. I'm bad with years. Did either of them play in that era or, or no? They, they were a little bit before, weren't they? I'm terrible with years. I, I'm really flexing my Houston basketball knowledge right there now. There are <laughs> so many 43-year-old people right now who are furious at you. Oh, Cannot I know, believe I know, I know. they listen to a podcast of <laughs> someone who doesn't know about Phi Slamma Jamma. I know Phi Slamma Jamma. I just don't. I, I couldn't tell them. you like the specific window they were in. Right. Okay. I, I, yes. Yeah. The early 80s, Houston, Phi Slamma Jamma. They got to the final four, uh, I think, 83 and 84. Here, I can pull it up real quick. Um, the last time they were in the final four was 1984. So they went 82, 83, 84. And, yeah, that was the the glory years for Houston basketball. So they're back in the final four for the first time. And, obviously, Clyde Drexler and Nukim Olajuwon were the big names from that. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking there's no way they don't show there's no way they don't show a highlight of one of those two in this game. I would love it to be like a blowout too, so they just do have to jam in like the fluff highlights like that. Although I don't know if they're going to show like five slam jam highlights during a <laughs> twenty-three point Baylor <laughs> beatdown, but wow. it, it can't it can't hurt the cause. We'll we'll see. Oh. Um, so all right, team. Yes, I feel like this is one that gets like over with before the fifteen minute mark even hits in the first half, though. Like right off the top, they'll. Drop the old yes. five slam jam on us. So yeah. Cool, Although, cool. oh no, I think yeah, Olajuwon was Drexler was already gone by then. Yeah, Olajuwon was still at Houston for the last Final Four, so it'll probably be them. Anyway, something from five slam jamma will get shown, and it Perfect. will be one of those two. They have to. Like it's just have television to. production. Could you imagine if they do five slam jamma, but like they don't show either of those two? Like they just like <laughs> they show like the the, the walk on it. Larry Michelle. <laughs> Larry Michelle. Uh, there's a. L- 
<laughs> there's a lot of prop bets here with like player over unders too, which is some cool. I bet online that AG yes. does that a lot. Yes. Of sports books don't. So like yes. they got uh, Drew Timmy over under 19 and a half points. Uh, Jared Butler for Baylor over 14 and a half points. Johnny Juzain over 17 and a half. They, they got a bunch of these, but the one I'm focused on is Jalen Suggs okay. over under 14 and a half points. He averages 14 for the season, so mm-hmm. obviously a good line. Um, I'm actually gonna go. Over here, oh. I kind of like the matchup between okay. him and Tiger Campbell. I know Tiger Campbell's like solid on defense, but I think he well this tournament he looks <laughs> solid on defense. That's the thing is because he really has been playing like a dynamite point guard. Yeah. They've been playing um, good defense as a team this tournament. They have they have, but they also haven't faced a guy. A lot of teams actually well, haven't faced a guy yeah. like uh, a Gonzaga and be a team with uh, a, probably a surefire. In my opinion, a surefire top five uh, pick yes. in the NBA draft. I haven't checked. A, yes. I haven't checked a mock in ages. Okay, good. He is because yeah. I want the Pistons to play like slugs for Jalen Suggs. So yep. uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm gonna go over there. Give me like I don't know, 16 points for him. Um, yeah, so okay. I'm gonna go over 14 and okay. a half for Jalen Suggs. I'm going to do one that is, because you're going to have to do this now because the odds are going to change after the final four games. I'm going to do most outstanding player. Okay, I like this. And Drew Timmy is the favorite at plus 150. And I think that's right. Like He's the odds-on guy to do it. Right now, Mm -hmm. I agree with that. But right behind him is Jalen Suggs. In terms of second, Jalen Suggs is second, but he's all the way up at plus 475. Yeah. He is the headliner. He's the super duper star. He's the one going top five. He's the one who has the potential to put up gaudy assist numbers, gaudy points, like Mm -hmm. get some rebounds too. I don't know if he'll push for a triple double, but he, when he's cooking, can just light it up. Like Drew Timmy's going to get 20 and 12 and that's great, but Jalen Suggs could go for like 30 points and then 27 points in back-to-back games. Give me Jalen Suggs. I like the long shot. I like the odds. If Drew Timmy was like 250, yeah, we can do that. But 150, I'm not in on. I'm I'm in on Jalen Suggs at plus 475 for one unit. You know, I was going to do Baylor minus five for my next pick, but no, I kind of like where you're going here with the tournament uh, most outstanding player. And I'm I'm going to go with a value pick of uh, Corey Kispert. Okay. Uh, like, I, I know for his standards, he hasn't lit it up in the tournament. And by that, I mean he's had 16 against Oklahoma, 12 against <laughs> Creighton, and then just 18 against USC. Yeah, but I, the guy averages close to 19 points on the season. One of the best, if not the best, shooter in the country. So I don't mm-hmm. I could see, like, back-to-back, like, low 20, high 20-point games uh, in, in the Final Four and Championship, like, arching an eyebrow with who, whoever decides this. I honestly don't even know who does. Um, and be like, oh, yeah, Kispert, that was pretty cool. Nice. Hey, how about this nice trophy to go on your mantle back home? Do I necessarily think he'll win it? I still think it's going to be Timmy's, but at a 6-1 to one value, like, I, I'll, I'll, sp- I'll sprinkle a unit on him. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Sure. 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 Why not? Why sure. Not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, last one here for me. I'm going to the Baylor-Houston game. Sticking sticking in the props, going down to, to points, total points. I'm looking at Jared Butler. Okay. Jared Butler. Of 300 fame, yep. Of 300 fame. His over-under is set at 14.5. Over is uh, a slight favorite at minus 130. Under is minus 110. I'm going over for Jared Butler. He scored 14 against Arkansas. Didn't have a terribly efficient night. Hasn't had, like, didn't have a great weekend, I guess. 
Um, and, you know, had a nice game against Wisconsin where he scored 16. But before that, here's his run of games before the tournament. 25 points, 22 points, 18 points, 18 points, 16 points. And then he only had 13 against Hartford because he didn't play a bunch because they blew them out. 16 points against Wisconsin, then just 9 and 14. Like, he's gone under that a couple of times, but I think there's reason why he has. Mm-hmm. Other Like, he, he rips that number all the time. And if he shoots it even moderately well, which he generally does... I think he's, he can crush that number. I, I'm going over 14.5 for Jared Butler. I think there's going to be extra possessions in this game. Houston's going to bring some pace. Should be close. He should have to play 36, 37, 38 minutes. Yeah, I think he gets over 14.5. So I'm on three my last pick here. Oh, three-bagger. Love it. Um, well, I, I got my last pick here, and I'm at a fork in the road. Uh, do I take a boring over-under in the Gonzaga-UCLA game? Or do I scroll down to betonline.ag and go to uh, parlay odds that are higher than 50-1? to one? And do I bet it on Johnny Juzane to have 23-plus points, 3-plus yes. assists, 5-plus yes. rebounds, and UCLA to win at 67-1? to one? <laughs> Well, listen, we just talked value. I, I, I talked about value for a guy that was 6-1 to one, most outstanding player. I've seen Johnny Juzane do enough damage. Do I think UCLA is going to win? Absolutely. Hell no. But if they are, if they are, Johnny Juzane is going to have 23 points. He's probably going to have three assists. He might as well have five rebounds too. So at 67 to one, yeah, why, why not? I'll, I'll, I'll throw a unit on that. One, one dollar to win $67, Will. That's uh, that's not bad at all. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Will it hit? No, no, absolutely not. But mm, I'm a sucker for big numbers and uh, Will, 67 to one is a big old number. So yeah, we're going to go for that one. There you go. Those are our picks. Definitely lock those in or just Surely fade them because you're <laughs> yeah. supposed to fade it because this is Fade Friday brought to you by betonlineshot.ag. That's going to do it for us here on Locked on Spartans. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We'll be back on Monday. Ooh. Might have some transfer news to talk about maybe. Wink, wink. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. Football scrimmage on Saturday. We Maybe we'll get some word out of that. I have no idea if they'll – Give us a score or say who played well or anything along those lines. Maybe we can try to dig out some information, talk about some whisperings, some whisperings. We should whisper the whole episode. I'm sure that'd be great. Yeah, like an ASMR uh, Locked on Spartans episode. Yeah. Anthony Russo. (laughs) Damon Kaler in the two deep on the offensive line, putting in some good work. (laughs) Cam Allen, two catches, 13 yards. Oh, man. Joss Watts uh, jump on the end zone for a two-point conversion to ice the game. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll find a way to talk about the uh, the football scrimmage if there's any way to talk about it at all. So we'll do yeah, that Monday. Cool. We hope you join us. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, take us into the weekend. I got a fact for you, Will, and it's a friend of the friend of the program too. Uh, former Spartan star quarterback Kurt Cousins surpassed the twenty thousand yard and hundred TD passing marks as an NFL player during the two thousand eighteen NFL season. All right, guys, go green. What was that? I have no idea. I just kind of just went with it. I, I don't know. <laughs>